Welcome to the underground, unlocking alternative journeys to health with host Kelly Richardson. Over the next hour, you're going to hear from the experts of bioenergetic kinesiology and clients who have experienced success with this modality. Now, here is Kelly. Welcome to the underground. I'm your host, Kelly Richardson, and I'm the owner of the Richardson Center for Learning and Wellness in Janesville, Wisconsin, where we provide services for people with concussions, traumas, allergies, learning issues, and those with aches and pains. I've been in the field for over a decade and share a passion to teach others about bioenergetic kinesiology. One way I plan on doing this is bringing in leaders in my field, as well as clients to tell their personal stories on this show. You can reach me at kellyrichardson.us, or you can call the office at 608-563-5202. This week, we are going to hear from athletes Dawson Straw, Uriah Bell, along with their mothers, Sherry Straw and Annie Bell. These youth athletes have already made a name for themselves in several sports at a young age. Today, we will hear each of their stories and how bioenergetic kinesiology has given them a leg up in their sports careers. Our first guest is Dawson Straw and his mom, Sherry Straw. Dawson is a 13-year-old who is gifted in academics and sports performance. He is very active in football, basketball, and baseball. Dawson has made multiple travel teams and earned MVP awards. He's not afraid to put in the extra time or work to reach his goals. Dawson is very open-minded to anything that can help him physically or mentally. His mom, Sherry, is an active mom of two and is married to her husband, Jeff. She has earned a medical coding degree and has worked in customer service for over 30 years. Sherry owns her own cleaning business and spends the rest of her time cheering on her boys and getting them to their practices and games. Dawson and Sherry, welcome to the underground. Hello. Hello. So how did you hear about the Richardson Center? I originally heard about it from a friend who went for pain. And then I went for pain myself and realized a spot that I was having problems with for 10 plus years in my back was due to an emotional feeling stuck in there. Mm -hmm. And I did not understand how that could really work, but I had tried everything. I've tried massage, chiropractor, um, pain medication, needling, you name it. I've tried it and nothing took this spot away. They worked on me one time at the Richardson Center and it was completely gone. So while I was there, I asked about my son's eyes, which he struggled with. Um, and we brought him in and we realized he had a lot of emotional trauma in his eyes, which we never realized. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't even know it could be connected to that. And then she asked me what happened a certain month in a certain year and said he had a feeling of abandonment. And I had no idea how this child could feel abandoned and <laughs> um, really was caught off guard for a minute. And she worked on him. And then I went home and I started doing the research of what happened. And we had done a lot of big stuff. We moved houses. He started school. I was pregnant very sick. My husband was gone from work all the time. And then I really realized like 
he probably did feel abandoned because everything in his life changed very quickly. Um, so we started working with Kelly on his eyes. And after his second session, we were driving down a main road and he could read signs of stores, mm -hmm. which he's never been able to do um, without his glasses. He couldn't even take a bath without wearing his glasses. Two, he could read chapter books on his own. Um, he was performing really well in sports. He could hit baseballs. He could do all this stuff that he never could do without his glasses. We broke about at least 13 pair of glasses in a year. <laughs> That's a lot to go through. <laughs> so, um, it was just very refreshing to realize that stuff that you struggle with your whole life can be fixed without a surgery, a medication, a bunch of visits to doctors, and I'm not physically doing anything to him. I'm not putting anything in his body. I'm not doing anything harmful to him. And that was my biggest takeaway from it is the biggest thing I'm out is some money, which I can mm -hmm. remake. I'm not putting any experimental anything in him or on him or asking him to do a bunch of treatments or messing with his eyes. And I mean, to this day, we are just forever grateful of how well it has worked. And he knows his own body now enough to, he'll tell me when he needs to come um, back and get stuff realigned or rechecked. And it's really only if he has an issue with something at home or at school that kind of triggered him and mm -hmm. shuts him down, um, then he'll have to kind of come back in. But otherwise, he will know himself now. Um, which I think is also huge that he's in tune with his own body and mind to know that he needs help and he's not afraid to ask for it. Yeah. He's taking responsibility for his own body. I remember the first time that I met Sherry and she's like, I want his eyes to, to, to not have to wear glasses. I don't want him to have to wear glasses when he's playing sports. And um, I'm thinking to myself, that's quite a steep expectation of what I can do. I tried to bring down her expectations and she's like, no, I think you can do it. And she was right. And I was wrong, but that was the first time that I really tried to do eyes in a way that would change a child's eyesight to a point where he could play sports without the glasses. Cause he did, he came in with glasses the first time I saw him. So Dawson, how about you? What do you remember about your first time coming to see me? Uh, like the first time she tried a whole bunch of weird stuff like that. I've never, <laughs> never had done. <laughs> she like tracked my eyesight to see what I could see and what was lazy about it. And if something wasn't like perfect, she'd like, I don't know how to explain it. She'd just change it. And it felt so much better leaving. And then whenever it got bad again, I'd always tell her, my mom took, I needed to go back and get it better. And like, it always, it always helped me with baseball and stuff. Yeah. 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 So what was the first thing that you noticed? Uh, my improvement in baseball. 
it was so much easier hitting the baseballs and everything was so much easier than before. Sherry, what was the first thing that you noticed? Mine actually was his attitude. Um, so he went and did a full brain integration. Okay. I found this on the web. So he, um, he would always kind of have this chip on his shoulder, I would say, or everybody was always giving him the short end of the stick. And it was very small things I noticed. Like if you didn't get him food fast enough, he would say, you don't care if I starve and die. And it was that <laughs> little stuff that drastically changed from the integration. He was way more patient. He was way calmer. Um, this is a kid that can't sit still, won't mm -hmm. sit still. He could sit through stuff. Um, he could listen. He could not react immediately. He was just, in general, a completely different child. What I remember is he he was very um, distracted easily. Thank I don't know. Was he diagnosed with any like ADHD or ADD? He probably would have been medically diagnosed with that. I just don't want him on medication. Mm -hmm. So I never went that route. Um, and that's the main reason we started sports is just to give him right. something to do. That was kind of always his outlet. And um, I actually really noticed during COVID without that physical outlet, he was really just down and out. He doesn't know what to do with himself, but he made the challenge program. Um, he just, he still takes accelerated classes. Um, he's definitely a smart, intelligent kid. He just is very active. Right. Yeah. When I first met him, I would have put him in the category of ADHD. Not that I can diagnose any longer, but he, he definitely displayed the symptoms of it. And sports is always a good option for those kids that have high energy and that have a difficult time focusing in school, don't want to sit all day, every day, because that's just, you know, gets them to the point where they want to explode. <laughs> and so... I know that for him, it was good that he was always in sports. So Dawson, what's your favorite sport that you you're playing right now? Right now, uh, basketball. Right. What have you noticed that has helped with basketball? My attitude, like, like a year ago, if I missed a shot, I'd put my head down instantly. I'd this one game, it was so bad. I missed a shot. I started crying and bawling. I went to the bench and I sat on the end of the bench always. Mm -hmm. And then it was just, it always got worse and worse and worse throughout the season. And it, this season, it got so much better. So do you feel like you're maturing a little bit easier now or you're able to handle disappointments a little bit easier? Uh, handle disappointments easier. And I realized like, if I don't take it that serious, I'll get another opportunity. And I can make it better next time. Yeah, exactly. Sherry, what do you notice with Dawson when he's um, out playing ball? What has changed? Um, he used to have such bad reactions just to himself. He does not do it to teammates. He doesn't do it to anybody else. But since he was three years old and played Candyland, he does <laughs> not like to lose anything. Mm -hmm. 
and um, he really couldn't control the way he responded to it. Um, he puts a ton of pressure on himself, and he would just make the most terrible reactions just to himself, but kind of hit himself on the head or make a fist or, I mean, just very visible reactions. And especially in baseball, the other team picks up on that and they can tell, like, we're getting to him. And then he just could not consistently pitch or hit or whatever because he was so far into his own head. Um, He's been night and day difference with stuff like that. He now can control his emotions for the most part. He's still 13, but for the <laughs> most part, and he's way more aware of it. Right. Um, Kelly's given him simple tools to do while he's out there, and you would never realize that he's actually working on himself while he's tying his shoe or <laughs> something very simple, but just a lot different ways to cope and react to negative situations. Yeah. I've seen you mature so much, Dawson. It's been really cool to be a part of your life and watch you grow. And even the successes that you have found in playing sports and now you're getting, you know, awards for it. You're, you know, becoming MVP and things like that. So that's pretty cool. How, how does that make you feel about yourself? Has it increased your self-confidence at all? Yeah, it's, I've always struggled with confidence. Mm -hmm. Like in basketball, I'd always be like a pass first dude because I didn't want to take it. But like ever since Kelly, it's always it's got a lot better. Like there's still improvement coming for that. <laughs> like I could score a lot more points if I tried harder and I didn't pass it so much. But so maybe that's something that you can grow in this year. Yeah, this and year, just start this taking the shots without having to think about it. And if you miss, who cares? We'll work on the eyes and the coordination. And make sure that you can hit that shot. His coaches actually tell him, shoot the ball. He just is still lacking a little confidence in some areas. Yeah. Um, so we still have very, some work to do. <laughs> yeah. And he's very open to admitting what he needs to work on and working on it. Yeah. Which that in a whole is huge. Right. Um, so what... What what advice would you have for others that may be considering to doing doing this for their young athlete? In my opinion, it's like you just can't not do it. Um, right. It's worth it because it gets to the root cause of the problem. Um, so your kid is having a reaction or frustrated or angry or sad or whatever, but there's a root cause to that reason why they react that way and when their body is completely balanced it also just helps everything they're running their coordination their everything um and i know a lot of people just assume like these athletes the top ones are just randomly gifted and they're not really realizing that you know they're also putting a lot of time and work in on themselves in right. all areas yeah um so, I mean, it when you're doing a complete brain integration, it does it does address all the avenues that kids struggle in. It does address this the um, coordination. It does address their eyes 
any learning issues that they have can be addressed in it at the same time, as well as behavior issues. So we were able to encompass all of those when we were dealing with Dawson. So that was a really interesting one to have to do. But as a result, he's doing great in sports and he's doing great at school. So I'm very proud of you, Dawson. And we're just going to take a little bit of a break here. Today, we've been talking with Dawson and Sherry Straw about their personal experiences with bioenergetic kinesiology. When we return, we will hear from Uriah Bell and from his mom, Annie. Stay tuned. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Are you not getting the answers or results you are looking for in your healthcare journey? Join the underground each week as we explore alternative tracks to wellness. We will be bringing on experts in the field of bioenergetic kinesiology, as well as hear stories about those who have had success in utilizing this modality. The Underground, unlocking alternative journeys to health. Hosted by Kelly Richardson. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. In this polarizing age of misinformation, it is critical to examine the lessons of the past on history, culture, and trauma. Ingrid Cochran, CEO of Paces Connection, and her guests will explore historical trauma and outline how our collective past shades our perception of today's world and our shared experiences. In this podcast, we will examine the impact of past atrocious cultural events and the impact of the systemic trauma of racism and poverty on the human experience. Ingrid and her guest will also outline what is needed for our collective healing. Please join us for History, Culture, and Trauma, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to The Underground with Kelly Richardson. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the underground. We have been talking with athlete Dawson Straw and his mom, Sherry. Up next is Uriah and Annie Bell. Uriah is a 13-year-old who is in seventh grade. He's an intelligent, outgoing, kind-hearted teenager who has a passion for sports. Uriah's primary sport is football, but during the off-season, he's in multiple basketball leagues, which he keeps him busy year-round. In his free time, you can find him getting in extra practice, playing video games, or enjoying his time with his friends. Annie was born and raised here in Wisconsin because it's the best state in the U.S. <laughs> Annie and her husband, Roland, have two children and three dogs. Outside of work, she enjoys traveling, spending time with friends and family, and of course, going to concerts. Uriah and Annie, welcome to the underground. Hello. Uh 
So tell me what brought you into the Richardson Center the first time? It was a number of things, actually. So might be a lot to unpack here. Um, Originally, um, I had actually reached out to Sherry. Deeri and Dawson were on the same basketball team together. And last year, um, kind of like what Dawson was talking about, Uri was also really struggling um, with his emotions and his attitude and his sportsmanship. Um, But prior to that, we did get a recent... ADHD diagnosis as well. And, you know, we had struggles with um, behavioral issues in school and teachers calling constantly, Um, you know, the constant attitude at home. It was really just a number of things that were kind of starting to really add up and put a lot of pressure on our relationship. Um, So as I got closer with Sherry and Dawson, she actually referred me to the Richardson Center. I, you know, was kind of explaining my frustrations to her about school um, after he had a teacher that insinuated um, or suggested that maybe I should medicate him. Um, And that just didn't sit right with me because I just felt like there was more we could do um, versus going straight to medication. So I come from a long term, a long, you know, family history of, um, trauma, um, generational trauma. And I was also medicated as a child and have had a number of, you know, um, diagnosis myself. And it's just been a struggle trying to figure out what works best with my body. And I just didn't want my son to have to go through that. So, um, after I was talking to Sherry and she told me about the Richardson center, I was like, you know, I got nothing to lose at this point. Um, Uriah's quality of life is, important and and that's what I wanted to do. So um, we originally came for the ADHD. What we didn't know was that Kelly could also help with his severe allergies. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> so the allergies, we also learned Kelly could help with as well. So that was a big hit for us because your eye really struggled with his allergies and his asthma. Um, so as Sherry was kind of sharing her experience with me with her allergies and Dawson's experience, I'm like, well, let's give it a shot. We got Mm -hmm. nothing to lose and everything to gain. And here we are today. (laughs) So Uriah, what did you think the first time that you met me? Um, I mean, I was excited to start doing better and stuff, but it was, it kind of caught me off guard how you could like, uh, just like, find out a whole bunch of things just about like tapping my arm or like making me (laughs) hop on one leg or something like that. So. Was it wrong? (laughs) (laughs) And as I sit here with these boys, these two boys that were basically considered hyperactive kids, they've done nothing but sit here and barely move. So obviously it's gotten a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so the first time that you came in, we did an assessment so that you could get an idea of what happened. And I think during that assessment is when I did the allergies just so that you could see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because that also came up and you were like, well, let me just show you. Let's see. <laughs> I don't do very good at like convincing people with words. <laughs> let me just show you what I can do. And you tell me if you want to continue. <laughs> Yeah. What were you allergic to? I don't even remember. Uh, Was Was it seasonal? Red 
So originally he had allergies done, um, at, you know, the clinic with his doctor and it was only for seasonal and animals. Um, I was pressing them to also do food allergies because I had started doing my own research and found that artificial dyes had been linked to behavioral issues. And so I kind of got to thinking like, maybe he's not ADHD. Maybe it is just something that we're eating. Um, So I had already had that in my mind prior to seeing you. And that's when I asked you about it and you were like, well, let me just show you. (laughs) And sure enough. um, Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she showed us. All right. (laughs) In a good way, not in a bad, in a good good way. So what helped you the most, um, would you say out of all the things that we did, Uriah, what would you say helped you the most? Um, probably, I really, it was like, it, it, everything improved really. It was just like, probably my attitude and my focus got a lot better afterwards. What was the thing that you noticed first? my attitude for sure. That was for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I asked you that. Sorry. Um, Annie, what did you notice? Um, so right off the bat, I, I definitely noticed his attitude, but was what was like the largest, like biggest, um, wow for me was his allergies. Actually, he, since seeing you has not had to take his allergy meds at all. Um, Prior to seeing Kelly, Uriah was on two different allergy meds, a daily a daily inhaler, as well as an emergency inhaler as well. And Uriah has not had to take any of those medications since he's seen you. Um, his allergies have improved dramatically. So that, that was the first wow for me, but also his attitude and his behavior for sure. Um, nothing really was an argument anymore. Um, I didn't have to ask him a hundred times to brush his teeth. You know, I didn't have to fight with him to take the garbage out. Um, he just does these things without being asked now. It doesn't, it's, it's not a problem anymore. Um, so that was huge for me, but kind of like, you know, Sherry was saying he, uh, it's like a completely different kid. (laughs) So what did you, um, learn most about bioenergetic kinesiology? Cause you didn't know anything about it prior to coming to see me, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I kind of just dove in with a little bit of knowledge that Sherry had um, informed me with, you know, I I was, like I said, I had nothing to lose. So we're just going to go. And I kind of just did my research along the way, but um, I, I learned a lot. I, I didn't know that, um, you know, emotions were real living things inside of you and they could mm-hmm. be stored. I didn't know that there was a way to release trauma um, I didn't know that there was a way to essentially fix the brain. Um, you know, we are raised to kind of normalize, um, you know, Western med and we go straight to the doctor and we just kind of take the medication and trick our brains into thinking that they are fixed. But I, you know, it was a really big takeaway for me to, to understand that there is just a way to actually resolve the trauma and these things. That's, I mean, I know that I'm the practitioner, but that's my favorite thing is just seeing people go from being unwell to being well for the very first time in years and years, or, oh, my kid's always going to be this way. They're never going to get better. That's not true. That's not true at all. 
And when I see these boys come in and they're struggling in school and then they're, you know, being labeled and considered a bad kid. And I'm looking at them like, these kids are not bad kids. Mm -hmm. They need to get out and exercise. Absolutely. That is very true. But a lot of them with ADHD is that they're, they have an allergic reaction and it's usually red, yellow, or blue food dyes. Yeah. Mostly red and yellow food dyes. But and I think Uriah, you had one of those, didn't you? Yellow and blue. Yellow and blue. Yeah. Yellow and Super blue. Super surprised that I have red. Yes. Yeah. And actually, since even, you know, cutting those out of our diet, like he can tell now when he does eat them, um, how much of an impact that it does have. He feels awful when he has them and he acts awful. <laughs> and- And again, I mean, we're not saying completely eliminate these things. It's just being aware of if you do this, this is the type of reaction you're going to have. If you have blue food dyes, you're going to be a jerk to your mom Mm -hmm. and she's not going to like you very much (laughs) and you'll probably get in trouble. So do you think that that's the best choice for your life right now? (laughs) So uh, that's the one thing that I've noticed with most hyperactivity mm-hmm. is that it, there is some sort of food dye allergy. And if you just eliminate that, these kids transform. Yeah. And absolutely. if you also regulate how much sugar intake and how much fungal intake, and we're talking about, you know, their diet as far as cheese and yogurts and breads, all of those have fungus in them. And people don't realize that a fungus on the brain really can mess it up and make it not function properly. And that's why some people use the candida diet or whatever. We have a very loose candida diet that we, our registered dietitian made up for us so that kids can better do it. Mm-hmm. But um, we're just, I've seen so much improvement with diet and diet alone, even with my own kid. And here I am trying to get him not to you know, suck down Coca-Cola every day. <laughs> He's running up to quick trip with his own money because I purged the house. And after a while, they have to take responsibility for themselves and be like, you know, when I eat this, I feel like junk. Why would I do this to my body? When I'm trying to be a high-end athlete, we need to feed the body fuel, not take it away from them. So that that's one thing I noticed. What are some things that you found out about yourself through this entire process? Either one of you, Annie or Uriah. You want to go? Yeah. Um, I started realizing like it was a lot easier to get past like stuff that made me mad or something. Like before we went, I had a problem with always talking back to a ref or talk, talking crap to another player or something. And so you were I, a jerk out there. Yeah. Okay, guys. And then I wouldn't, and I th- always thought like that nothing was really going to help. But and then I started going here, and I realized I stopped talking back to the refs. I stopped talking crap to other players and stuff. Um, it's a little bit easier for you to control your emotions. Yeah, a lot easier. Yeah, um, and I think one big thing I I learned um, even for myself is that life doesn't have to be so hard. Um, Oh, that's good. That's really good. Seeing, um, seeing him at age 13, being able to go through this and looking back and seeing myself at age 13 and not having these tools and resources, um, 
yeah, I, I just, it's something that I wish I would have known about sooner. Um, and I, I can't wait to get myself in. Yeah, we can get you in anytime. I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> That's one thing that I do notice is once you um, have worked with one person in the family, all the family members want to come yeah. and you can change the dynamics of the entire family so that they function better to together than they did before. And they can actually enjoy each other's company rather than always fighting or always, you know, being at each other's throats. You don't need to be that way. Absolutely. It's improved our relationship a lot, um, a lot. And just the whole dynamic of our household, you know, there's, there's just no longer that arguing <laughs> and that fighting and the repeating. And it just, you know, it just makes your days a lot smoother um, when your life doesn't have to be so hard. <laughs> I love to hear the banter between the two of you. I mean, we heard it this morning when you guys got here. He, you know, he, he is my best friend. Um, I, I was a very young mom and, you know, I didn't, I, I myself, you know, wasn't always mentally aware, um, either. And so we're, we're kind of learning and growing together and I'm really proud of him for being so open-minded and, you know, willing to try new things and, just put himself out there and be out of his comfort zone. You know, um, like I said, working with you isn't necessarily something that's normal um, these days. I'm not so. normal. <laughs> Let's get that straight. I'm not normal. <laughs> but he never questioned it. You know, he was like, if this is yeah. going to help me, I'm willing to do the work and um, I'm willing to go. And, and now, you know, he's also very in tune. He, he knows what his body needs and when he needs to come see you and, um, he is, he is very aware and I'm just really proud of how far he's come for that. Yeah. I, th I think Dawson was the one that paved the way for this group of boys, Yeah, but Uriah, like he jumped right up on the table and he's like, let's do this. He had no hesitation. There was no fear. He just did it. And he's like, can you work on my allergies? Cause he was playing football at that time. If it I remember, and he yes. was just a mess at that particular moment. I think that's why I did it. I don't usually do that right out of the gates, but he was so miserable that day that I think we had to do something or yeah, he wasn't going to be playing very well that night. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. He was miserable. Um, and like I said, he was just willing to do whatever it took to improve his quality of life. I think, mm -hmm. you know, aside from me as his mother being frustrated with it all, I think he was also frustrated with it. And it's very defeating, you know, when you, it feels like the world is against you and no matter what you do, it's not um, getting better. And and now he is kind of reaping the, yeah. you know, the benefits of it and, and those rewards. And he's able to enjoy his school days and enjoy his sports and, even as time at home. So, so has your husband noticed anything? Um, I think my husband's noticed. Yeah. The allergies and the attitude for sure. He, um, still, you know, is a little unsure of yep. witchcraft here. So <laughs> guys are usually, the dads are usually a little bit more skeptical unless they bring in the kid and they see what's going on. But yeah, the dads tend to be a little bit more skeptical. Yeah. That's why, that's why I brought it up. How, yeah. How's dad feeling about all this craziness? So he, he's really all for anything that, um, 
helps, you know, our children. So he's always supportive no matter what. Um, you know, if I think that it's going to be beneficial, he's always going to support that. But um, he also suffers from severe allergies. So that was like one big thing I wanted him to notice was like, hey, your eye is no longer on his allergy medication. Your quality of life could also be better. Yeah. Maybe you should go see Kelly. And he's like, all right, I'll 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 sit down and talk to her for sure. <laughs> I've had dads come in. There was one that came in and was just giving me a hard time. I'm like, do you want me to work on your kid or not? Because there's a list of other people that will take this spot. And he kind of sat back down. And then I had another dad that was questioning me. And I'm like, do you have any aches and pains? And he's like, my shoulder always hurts. And I'm like, come here. And I worked on him for maybe two, three minutes. And then he became a believer. Because with those things, you can do pretty quickly. Allergies, that's going to take about at least an hour. It depends on how severe they are and how many. Like if we just have to work on one, it doesn't take as long. Mm -hmm. But if you have multiple, then we have to take the time and dig into what happened. With my husband, I could not clear him of cat allergies. It took me like three times. It turned out it was cat saliva. I had to go back and figure out when it originated. And he was a uh, very, in his family, there's five kids and he was the youngest of five, but like way younger. He was the oops that no one knew was coming. And his brother had gone off to college and he was abandoned. He, he felt abandoned because he was his brother's play toy. And then all of a sudden everybody leaves for college and he's in kindergarten and he grabbed his cat as like his buddy and he got all these allergies. Once we figured that out, we cleared him of that. And then my daughter in all her brilliance, Hannah comes up to her dad during her birthday time and goes, dad, now that you don't have cat allergies anymore, can I get a cat? Did he let her get the cat? We got two cats, oh, one for yeah. her and one for my son, Josiah. <laughs> so yeah, they're now out of the house, but Josiah still has his cat and Packer um, passed away a year ago. But yeah, so he had to put up with two cats then from there on out, but he was fine. It worked. He just didn't want them in our bedroom. We don't do animals in the bedroom regardless, but yeah, so we were able to bring in cats, but cats are extremely difficult. And his was, he was allergic to the cat saliva. So it wasn't even the cat hair, cat dander, none of that. It was the saliva. So the cat probably licked him or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You can just, assume, you know, guess what, what the deal was there. But allergies are a big deal and they can really disrupt your lives. Today, we've been talking with Uriah Bell and his mom, Annie. And we've also talked with Sherry Straw and Dawson Straw. When we return from our break, we'll be taking your calls at 866-472-5791. Stay tuned for the conclusion of The Underground. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you tired of feeling powerless over food? Do you obsess over every bite? Dr. Nina is here to help you identify your hidden triggers, stop emotional eating, and create permanent, sustainable weight loss. No more diets and no more deprivation. Learn how to live a life of freedom, joy, and happiness while still enjoying the food you love. Join Dr. Nina as she shares her expertise on how to outsmart emotional eating and live your best life on The Binge Cure with Dr. Nina. Thursdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to The Underground with Kelly Richardson. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Underground. Today we have been talking to youth athletes Dawson Straw, Uriah Bell, and their mothers Sherry and Annie. I'm your host, Kelly Richardson. We will be taking your calls at 866-472-5791. In the meantime, while we wait to hear from our listeners, I have a few more questions for you. You're also going to have to bear with us. We're down to one mic rather than three, so you're going to hear it being shuffled across the table, and I apologize for that. But we're at the round table, so it's fine. So, Dawson, we were just talking about how you had some issues with Uriah when you first met him. Can you tell us about that? So when I first met Uriah, I thought he was this annoying little cocky kid. I thought he was <laughs> the best at everything. But then it turns out that's exactly how I thought of myself. So we were perfect for each other, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we were like the exact same, but we had no clue. So our personalities were like too matchable. So be don't play with that. <laughs> and then so like we just got argued too much because we were the exact same. Mm-hmm. Uriah, what's your take on it? Well, it was it was kind of it wasn't just Dawson, like the whole friend group didn't like me at first because, <laughs> because so our best friend Grayson was like a part of a big friend group with all like him, uh our friend Layton and him. And he kind of just brought me in because we were friends at school and stuff, and I started getting into basketball. And we went to this basketball camp together, and that's when I first met Dawson. 
And we just like didn't like each other. And like none of them did because I was just like a new kid that our friend just brought into the friend group. But after everybody started hanging out, we were all like best friends and we were just like this new squad and everything. So, <laughs> well, I'm glad that it turned around for all of you. Sherry, I also wanted to bring you into this because we were talking about allergies and you have quite a story about your allergies and your dog that we had to deal with. I've actually seen Kelly a few times for allergies. Um, the first time was I do clean houses and I was severely allergic to cats. And there was some houses that I couldn't even clean. If you had a cat that was just directly out for me. Um, now I can go to houses with cats. They do not bother me at all. I also used to have to use an inhaler about once a week. Um, now I use one about once every four months. So that was a drastic difference. And then three years ago, my children talked me into getting a puppy. <laughs> it was three years ago already? <laughs> already. And we had always had dogs and they had told me as long as I had a dog, that was fine. If I ever don't have a dog, I probably would become allergic to them. Um, we didn't have one for about six months, but I didn't think that would be that big of a deal. And we brought home the puppy and the next day my eyes would not even open. Mm -hmm. I was severely allergic to them. Um, I didn't know what to do because I think they were going to throw me out before they threw the puppy out. <laughs> um, so I called Kelly and she said, cut some hair off and bring it in and we will balance your body to the dog hair. And I remember thinking like, there's no way this is going to work. Like I can't stop sneezing. My eyes are matted shut, but I thought mm -hmm. I'm going to try it. I'll try anything before I have to say, we have to get rid of the dog. And we went there and I only had to do it one time. The dog's a husky by the way. And, um, now I can bathe the dog, walk the dog, sit by the dog, pet the dog, and it does not trigger me at all. Um, and I do have before and after pictures on her page of that. Yeah, that was that was pretty intense. She came in, she couldn't even see. Your eyes were so swollen shut. They were very swollen shut. I know that this wasn't a show on allergies, but I guess <laughs> I guess there's a lot of allergies playing into these families here. <laughs> So we'll get back to why we're here. And does anybody um, have any input on what has been the greatest impact that bioenergetic kinesiology has had on your lives now that you know about it? Definitely my attitude. Attitude? Yes. Anybody else? Um, I've, I've, I have a lot of knee pain because like, I'm, I'm, I'm a oh, bigger right. kid. So I'm always on my knees and running and stuff. And you did this thing with like this electric pin to my knee that opened up. I forgot what it was called. It like opened something up in my knee to where like the pain was just gone. But you told me that it wasn't going to just be a permanent fix. And that would have right. to come in a couple of times to keep doing it. And that helped a lot when you did it the first time. Like I didn't have to wear my copper sleeve anymore. I didn't have to wear a brace anymore just helped a lot. And I felt like I was playing a lot better because I could run faster and longer without like anything holding back on my knee. 
So that helped a lot. Even his pain levels now after games um, doesn't seem to be as extreme as it was. Um, Uriah always leaves his games in one big bruise. (laughs) Um, He's always hurt. So um, it just seems like now that's not, you know, lasting as long either. So that's also been huge for him. And that's what we want, right? We don't want our kids to play so hard that they're hurt. We want them to actually be able to enjoy themselves and not when they're 30 years old, start limping around (laughs) and have a bad knee. So I work on a lot of high-end athletes and I truly believe that these two boys will become high-end athletes at some point. I've worked on snowboarders. My own son was a power lifter. And so there's, there's ways that we can protect the body and make sure that we're caring for it so that they can have more of an endurance with their careers in athletics. Has any, oh, you have something else? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Like whenever I was struggling with like pitching the baseball, hitting the baseball or shooting a basketball or even throwing a football, I'd go to Kelly and like instantly it'd be like, we talk about a couple things. She'd tap my elbow or something, <laughs> and it would get. I don't just tap elbows. <laughs> she'll, she'll do something to my elbow, I'm like, <laughs> and it instantly got better. Like the day after, my throwing would be better. Anything would be better. So it just always improved it. Yeah, I I tend to work on a lot of pitchers because their shoulders go out, their elbows do give them problems or their backs in some way, shape or form. So with pitchers, I, I definitely work on a lot of pitchers and their, their throwing capabilities, because if we don't keep them up to par, they're not going to be throwing once they get to the higher levels of athletics. Anybody else want to add anything to that? Where do you see your kids athletic careers going? If you had to guess, um, they're, they're both, uh, they're both pretty confident. They're going pro as you can hear. Um, I expect free tickets. I'm just saying, absolutely. I mean, you've played a large part in it, so, <laughs> and I'll be there if you get hurt. So I'll run down and help you in the locker room. You know, they want you at their games now already <laughs> as youth athletes. We, we can do that. We can figure out something. <laughs> Um, I, so Uriah's primary sport is football. Um, that's definitely what he's shooting for. He's, he's got, you know, big dreams. He's already considering, um, colleges, you know, who he wants to play for, where he wants to be. Um, but you know, we have talked about plan B's in case sports don't pan out, you know, anything could happen. He could get injured. Um, you know, just any, anything could happen to where he might not be able to play. But, um, I, I think, they're both going to go far. They're very dedicated and they're committed. They take it seriously. It it really is their passion. You know, they put their heart and soul into it. So um, I'm excited to see what high school brings them. My biggest thing with it is a lot of people, I think, just assume like, oh, these two are two of the better kids in these sports and they're not really paying attention to how much they care about the sport and how much time and energy they're putting into practicing the sport and going over plays and mm-hmm. working on stuff and working on themselves and doing this sort of therapy to be open-minded and 
able to say like, I'm having a bad day or I'm really struggling with this and then putting in the work to try to get it fixed. Um, I think that's a huge part that a lot of people don't see on the backside. Right. Um, And I think it's huge that these two boys can talk about their emotions and what they need to work on and what they have worked on and just be open and honest about it because a lot of men don't do that. Um, And so I think this is huge that we're opening them up to a different way to go about life. Sure. So me and Uriah for like football, I'm the quarterback and he like basically plays everything. So like (laughs) he'll play like tight end running back or receiver. And we'll always have this connection where he'll be my first look on a pass play or if it's a run play, I'll always ask for it to be to Uriah because we'll, we'll have this like connection where it'll always be better than some random kid I'd never knew before. Even he was better, but we'll always have the connection where he'll be there. Mm-hmm. They are definitely each other's um, emotional support humans. <laughs> and um, I don't know that, um, you know, I, I think Kelly, you know, you certainly brought them, you know, close close, close together. Um, but I think just this in general and them both being on the same page and being able to put in the work and kind of help each other when they are having a bad day also really, you know, um, makes a huge impact on both of our lives because they don't really have to rely on Sherry and I, you know, or their dads as, as much as a a, a typical could may, a typical kid may have to, since they kind of get to go through this journey together. So, and I think bioenergetics is the way of the future for that new athletes that are up and coming. It's a way for them to get a leg up compared to maybe some of their opponents. So I'm happy to be a part of this and I will be your guys' biggest cheerleaders next to your moms. Of course, (laughs) we've been talking with youth athletes, Dawson Straw, Uriah Bell, and their moms, Sherry and Annie. I can be reached at kellyrichardson.us, or you can email me at richardsoncenter at outlook.com, or you can call the office at 608-563-5202. Next week, we will be talking with kinesiologist John McGuire and how to manage all of these emotions. We look forward to you all joining us next week on The Underground. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of The Underground with Kelly Richardson. We hope you have learned something you can apply to your own life. For more information, contact www.kellyrichardson.us. Until we talk again, have a wonderful week.